they're scared because you are this person who's kind of breaking the traditional formulaic way of living life where you know you work a job and then you switch jobs and uh so if you're willing to take a gap year then maybe you'll start asking for a four day work week or you'll ask for a sabbatical or you'll work part time and uh you might so they they start feeling that you they'll not be able to fit you in the mold that they've tried to make for everyone else to kind of fit in and that makes them a little antsy hey guys my name is akshita i'm a data analyst and a travel enthusiast i'm anand i'm a finance bro and a tech geek and you're listening to the why quadrant the weekly podcast where we discuss the why behind human society and behavior lessons from pop culture and our own experiences to lead a more intentional efficient and happy life hey guys welcome to the why quadrant uh, hi akshita how's your uh, I don't know 48 hours when <laughs> since we last spoke. <laughs> Hi Anag. I feel like this has been the most uh, um what was it busy week for yeah. the Y coordinate right <laughs> since we started because it's been like five four four five podcasts in a row yeah. that we have been yes. recording which has been a, the highlight of my week actually like every day this is like the highlight of my day so take that as a compliment okay. Uh, thank you. I I do and honestly it's it's been the same for me. Uh, like i've actually been looking forward to instead of you know you'd think that it's getting too intense and you have all these episodes every almost every other day it's not like i'm getting tired of it i'm the more episodes come up like for today's episode i've been thinking about since morning what i'm going to do what i'm going to ask yam i guess <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that's nice um yeah likewise <laughs> <clears throat> all right so on that note on our note of our guest uh, today we have yamini telgaukar joining us uh, welcome to the y coordinate yamini uh, thank you for joining us uh, would you please go ahead and introduce yourself to our sure uh, hi guys uh, i'm yamini i'm from uh, bombay india uh, born and brought up here uh, brought up here and uh, i think uh, like i have done everything my schooling job uh, college everything in bombay so i think uh, that is that maybe puts me in a minority group because I, the first time i'll be stepping out of home is for rotman so i am uh, while i'm super excited for all the independence and everything i am terrified as well because i have never like lived away from home ever uh, i'm a, i'm a mechanical engineer by education uh, but i didn't enjoy that so much uh, so post that i started working in investment banking directly after graduation i worked there for 4 years thoroughly enjoyed it but uh then you know before uh, before my mba i wanted to explore other things is by last year i started uh, working uh, volunteering with the uh, organization called mahina mahila organization uh, mahina mahila foundation i'm sorry uh, they work in the menstrual health space so in the last i think 6 8 months i've been working with them and uh, like uh, focusing on other things uh, happening in like happening in my uh, obviously like when i had took uh, when i quit co- uh, quit my investment banking job my plan was not covid was not in my plan but still that's what's been happening and uh, other than work i do uh, enjoy reading and last year has been great for me to get back into that habit uh, i gifted myself a kindle on my last birthday best purchase ever and uh, i enjoy cycling that is that is one thing that i can wake up early in the morning for 
and um, i'm excited about today's topic i hope uh, i hope it resonates with people definitely yamini i definitely resonates with me and uh, i'm sure it resonates with other people as well uh, uh, akshita included uh, so uh, you mentioned that you grew up in bombay and uh, i i also spent a few years of my childhood there uh, what is do you have like could you share a story or uh, some memory of living in bombay that you really like you know this is one of the things i noticed when i was working in bombay is uh, when i was working is you know most of the people in my office were from outside bombay so then you know they they don't have they don't have a concept of building friends because in i think most other cities people tend to live maybe in row houses and things like that so they don't have a concept of building friends and building friends are kind of like an important concept in bombay i was so shocked when i noticed it like you know like wow you, it's something something so simple that is so different for people oh that is very yeah, true yeah that's <laughs> Sorry, so i also right. lived in bombay for like 9 years my life um before i moved to bangalore i was in bombay and this this i've seen i've literally seen this changes so you when you say building friends you mean like the society or the Correct, um, correct. Complex, or you're like your neighborhood friends. So that's uh, in Bombay. Like I remember, I had so many. Like every evening at like six o'clock, there used to be like calls exactly. coming on the intercoms, where you're just like, okay, fine, do you wanna go down and just go down, walk, cycle, yeah. play badminton, something or the other, every single day of you know when I was there. And then suddenly I've come to Bangalore, and trust me, I have been in Bangalore five years in the same apartment complex, and I know not a single soul. not a single soul in this entire apartment complex and i don't know why or i don't know how but it is a legitimate it's a thing it's a it's it's, it's a concept i even know, i was shocked even i was shocked when like you know people in my office were just not they found it so odd when i mentioned oh you know today we are going i'm going out in the building trenches why i can't even like wait what are what are like building trenches and i'm like hello i've grown up with them they know the real me what are you saying <laughs> i know i exactly the same thing i mean you you open this floodgate of memories so uh, i grew up in delhi uh, till like first standard uh, first grade then second grade to fifth grade i was in bombay and there like i had like this in fact my closest friends were as you say building friends i don't think my school friendships were that strong and uh, we do like you know we race around cycle trade pokemon cards watch cricket matches together like all sorts of things uh and then i thought maybe you know when i was in delhi i didn't make a lot of friends in my apartment complex as society because i was younger then after fifth standard we moved back to delhi and in the exact same apartment complex but then i stayed there from like sixth grade to my undergrad and no friends like i spent 10 years in that apartment complex no friends even though like my i became a confident i built built more social skills but so i think there's something about something magical about like bombay apartment complexes where you know friendship just happens uh <laughs> and uh, and then you mentioned you like reading books uh and you gifted yourself a kindle so what is like a book you've read recently that completely kind of had an impact on your life the way you look at oh, uh change the way you look at what you know um, actually i have read i like reading mythology so i uh, i last year actually sometime last year i read uh, karna's view on uh, mahabharata from karna's point of view so i have read mahabharata from different points of view from dropati's point of view as a the one that was originally written and things like that and i think mahabharata was one book that has been instrumental in uh, my bold view in terms of before reading mahabharata i actually thought 
that the world is black and white but when i read it and when i read it from different perspectives of the different characters is when it actually truly hit me that you know uh, like it all depends on perspective nobody is completely right and nobody is completely wrong. i was just blown away when that thing hit me you know so it was uh, it's called mrutunjay i read it uh, i read its english translation and uh, it's actually a book in uh, my mother tongue marathi but i'm not very uh, like comfortable uh, reading in marathi so fun fun fact i ha- i took one year of marathi in fifth grade when i was in bombay and i absolutely wow. sucked at it <laughs> <laughs> same uh, i had marathi for 3 years of my schooling and i lived in uh, bombay for 9 years and i still barely know like five words that also you know i didn't have marathi in school as a subject for some reason i am maharashtrian like my mother tongue is maharashtrian marathi but still i'm like you know when the textbook marathi is so much more formal than mm. uh, the spoken one even i can't follow it <laughs> yeah i i only remember that instead of like hey which is like a word that you end hindi sentences with uh, which roughly translate to is in marathi you say ahe that's the only thing i remember <laughs> <laughs> um, okay uh and then i like a statement you made in your introduction you said that covid was not in my plan uh, i'm sure it wasn't in any of your oh how i resonated deeply like inside my heart i felt it when you said uh, that yeah it just pulled at the strings of our, all of our hearts but uh, so yeah. so let's let's talk a bit more about that and i think that relates to today's topic uh, you know why is sort of taking a gap year frowned upon in society and by potential recruiters and, um so clearly when you kind of quit your job in march 2020 covid was not in the horizon and so so what was like what were your plans if covid hadn't happened at that point of time uh okay so what i was plan- so you know uh, how i went into this thing of i need to move on from here is uh i ha- it was like everybody in the world including people in my office my managing director and everybody knew my goal in life was i want to be the batch of mba that starts in 2020 like it was there was a mission 2020 thing going on in my head mm. and uh, so i had taken my gmat dates and everything but you know we got super busy on this one deal i had to push my gmat date three times because my deal signing was happening and my boss was just like okay this one time this one time and then i'm just like okay like you know my plan seems to be going far away but still i managed to give my exam it was horrible and then i went into this phase of you know like i'm getting so consumed by work that i know this is my goal my this go- 2020 has been my goal for so long but it's just moving away from me because of my day to day short term goals i can't let that happen and so i started speaking to my management that you know i i need this is this is my long term goal is moving away from me i need to focus on that is why i first decided that i'm going to move on from investment banking i was planning to like you know uh, planning to study planning to pa- planning to have basically a personality outside of work if i don't know if people are aware like when you are in investment banking your personal like if i had to make a pitch for myself other than writing i am an investment banker I, i i don't think i could have written anything else because i barely had the time so i wanted to have there and there were so many things i was interested in and i tried doing but was just not happening like i had you know i had uh, registered for uh, i had actually gotten selected for some mentorship program and in a year they had only two compulsory one hour sessions which i couldn't attend because one of them i was in a meeting and the other one i was traveling for work so i couldn't complete those things so it was just annoying me that you know the things that i want to focus on i'm not getting time to 
that is and i like over a 5 6 month period me and my management reached this conclusion that you know this is not investment banking is not falling in my long term goals it's better that i move on so in feb jan feb 2020 when i decided to move on obviously uh, that time the it was that was that time nothing was happening in march only when it started hitting and then uh, then you know like my boss got so happy he's like amni was saying you don't get time to study now the universe has just made it in such a way that you are at home 24/7 study how much ever you want and like this is not you know this is not how i was trying to study i was planning to travel i was trying to visit i had not met my sister in like eight months i was trying to chill with her she's uh, she settled in the us so i was like we were planning to travel i was supposed to attend my best friend's graduation in netherlands we were supposed to have a girl gang trip and uh, you know what not and like i mentioned as earlier even i wanted to uh, do something in the social impact space like you know beyond ground and do something but then uh, like i finally finished my notice period in may and i realized you know my plans it doesn't seem like it's going to go how i had made my plans like you know like my worst case scenario also did not factor these things into it so then i started just looking for uh, a sorry looking at ways okay how can i then fulfill the goals that i want to in the current scenario so then i came across a ad on facebook from mahina mahila foundation and you know obviously i couldn't do any ground work but then it somehow just seamlessly let me use all the finance skills that i had developed in investment banking for uh, for a social cause which is just ideal like i was uh, like you know bu- making budgeting uh document budgeting excels for them making donor pitches and like like i have been make, making pitches in and out for the last 4 years it was something that i was doing it for a good cause it just made me feel better and you know like try, like boosted my morale i could i obviously finally finished my goal of you know one year late but still like get into a good business school and you know i had these smaller goals of you know learning driving it had been on my list for so long but you know i couldn't commit to one time that i couldn't tell my instructor that oh every day 9 to 10 i can come and practice with you it was just so i finally got my learner's license but because of the pandemic my driver's license is stuck but i can drive which is a big achievement for me <laughs> uh, i i finally got back to reading you know and i just realized in the four years that i was working in banking i must have hardly read two books which is shameful for me as a person because i enjoy reading and i feel in the last in the last one year i must have read twice or like you know twice or thrice of what how much ever i used to read so like these are the things that i wanted to achieve and i feel in some way or means i was able to so uh, that is uh yeah <laughs> uh, okay let let's go back to when you decided to quit your job and things were fine uh, like covid hadn't happened at that point of time did you have like any reservations or did you second guess uh, yourself in terms of you know should like i'll be quitting my job and kind of letting go of that stability of a job at that point of time and then did that uh, occur when covid happened like what was your state of mind when covid happened so you know the reservations were there when i first had the thought of you know like maybe i should move on because i was not sure where i wanted to move on to and i was lucky enough that you know my uh, management were very supportive of my decision so like when i first went and i told my uh, senior like whatever my director that you know this is what i feel like i want to do his first thing was like yamini you're going through a phase you're a, you're you are saying you want to do non profit and all 
the pay is like hardly anything there you are not used to it you will not be able to manage it's just a phase it will pass and then you like this was the first reaction that came through and you know like uh, then then i'm like then i try to explain like you know where i'm coming from what is happening and things like that and obviously when somebody senior tells you something like that it makes you question everything right like this person has been in the industry for 20 25 years he's recruiting mba people inside out in the obviously in a in indian market but still like you know he obviously has global experience he knows what he's talking about but then i'm i, I did question all my decisions but in the end it was just like i'm not happy at this instant i need to do something to change that hmm. if even if in the long my thing was what is the worst that would happen like you know i knew worst come worst in 6 months if i come to regret this what i'll go and ask my old boss for my job back he'll happily give it to me because i know i have that much credit there like you know i have done some good work in life i i do have a good degree worst comes to worst what is it i'll have to go and tell them to take me back and they'll be happy to so from 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 doubts of about like you know what will i do when i i don't have a job i'll have to like you know go into my savings and i'm try, like i want to sponsor as much of my education as possible myself and things like that it it was a fear but you know the paramount thing then i just realized that like i'm not happy it is i'm not moving towards my long term goal and if i don't do this i will be stuck here like what i want later is more important than holding on to this now that realization when it came then it was not very tough for me to let go obviously it was one of the hardest decisions i have ever made like it would it, dra- it dragged out over 6 months like my organization was like oh don't do ba- if you think banking is too cons- all consuming why don't you move to strategy why don't you move to our this fund that fund i did go and interview there and everything but i was just i was in a frame of mind where i wanted to do something maybe for the world and for myself and not you know be in a in somewhere where somebody will still tell me what needs to be done sort of a situation and oh when the pandemic hit i was paranoid because uh, i could literally do nothing for the uh, and you know in my head we were uh, if you remember when it first started we were like oh it's going to be like a one two month thing and then it's going to end and then when my notice period ended and for for 15 days i just chilled i think i got up on four years of sleep or whatever and then i was just like okay what now i don't like i know i want to study and all but i am not going to study 24/7 i don't think i'm in that phase of mind so i spoke i started speaking to a few consultants and education like admission consultants they scared me even further they were one of them actually told me why don't you you know why because since i quit in the peak of the pandemic they were like why don't you lie in your this thing and say that you know you uh, stop you were laid off because of covid so that nobody asked you any question about this because this will be this gap is going to be so difficult for you to justify and i'm not even kidding that that kind of shitting bricks i'm like what have i done like i took this break because i want to build like a personality build like you know build myself outside of work and these people are saying i have no definition if i'm not if i am not working like the, i disagreed with it thoroughly but it was just like if everybody forget everybody if the admission committee thinks this way then then i'm screwed like what am i supposed to do and everything then i'm just like okay now that i have done done this i might as well just go ahead and like, what i thought is like okay i'll just uh, i'll just give it a good shot let me see round 1 i'll apply to places with the real true story of this is what is happening if i just 
if it just does not work out then maybe i'll take up some job later or you know figure out and then try to oh and 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 then and this time uh, desperate times is when i decided uh, like i'll register for cfa level 2 if nothing i can show that oh i studied for this and in that when i spoke to admission consultants in the month of june july is when i was even more scared that about my decision than i was before making it because they are the ones who who are just like oh how, like you know you lie you can't justify this is something so like horrible and big. i'm like but no i can really say what i did like if you ask me what i did in june and july i can tell you what i did in june and july like you know like wise personal development not something that is you know quantifiable or not valued like just because i'm not associated formally associated with an institution doesn't mean that like you know i'm, I'm not doing anything so it was it that, that was a proper proper month month and half of panic and then i was just like okay let that put let's put that aside focus on uh, again long term goals we'll we have to be honest we'll say what we've done we'll we'll figure it out and like honestly do i even want to be a part of a place where they consider me doing something for myself or doing something for the world not as you know relevant thing it worked out honestly in the end i'm glad but there were a few moments of uh, deep deep panic <laughs> i'm sure akshita can uh, confirm the fact that admission consultants like their uh, their their business runs on scaring people for all sorts of different reasons undermining your confidence so that you passion. feel that you need them yeah akshita what yeah. tell us about your experience with uh, admission consultant yeah no i think their one job is to scare you to an extent that you go to them and tell them that okay help me you know that you can so uh, i had initially reached out to and so uh, background about me I, i don't know if a lot of people know this but i'm joining the mba program with like when i was applying i just had a year of experience which is on the lower side for an mba um, and when i was reaching out to admission consultants they were just like nope like this is too young this is one year nobody will take you like literally no business school will take you and they just refused or they first they scared me saying that this is not going to work out you know you you don't have anything to show for yourself you don't have anything to prove that there's no leadership skills there's no etc etc and um, yeah i mean eventually they just not didn't even agree to help me they were just like no we can't you know we can't take a risk and we can't help you and then i was like okay fine and then i did my entire processing by myself like from end to end everything was done by myself and i got into almost all the places that i applied to with an 80% hit rate and i went back and told them hello listen these are the universities you told me i will never get through and i've got them with scholarship okay like it was such a vengeance like a part of me there so yeah anyways like very side story about it but yeah. but no the, yeah i mean the center huh sorry no no i was just saying the net net conclusion is that don't trust anything these admissions consultants yeah. say it's yeah. basically like they're trying to scare you into using their services yeah that's true that's true that's true uh, okay so let's let's start back to uh, i think now let's get into some good reasons for considering uh, you know taking a gap gap year or a gap in your resume you know um, uh, yamini you mentioned that you wanted to travel uh you use this time to learn driving catch up on your reading i think i i resonate with you on that fact where you know when you when you work a very demanding job like investment banking or management consulting 
you feel like because you were a slave to like your cell phone and you know you always on call if there's a fire to be fought even at 3 o'clock at night you don't have that sort of peace of mind where like like for, for example for reading uh, i personally have also like you not read anything I, in our episode with kevin about you know why reading is important i was talking to him about how i've read more books in the past 6 months than i've read in the past 6 years and mm-hmm. that's that's i mean that's because i mean for something like reading you need to have that sort of mental peace and that empty space in your head to actually incorporate that if you're always burnt out and stressed you don't have that and in general you have like sort of more control and uh, like margin in your life forget uh, peace you know like to have like a hobby suppose if i decide i want to learn piano okay and i have a class every day from 9 to 10 uh, every saturday forget saturday or sunday i still cannot commit to it because it is very likely that this that saturday or sunday i will be traveling i'll be working i'll have a pitch or something like that i have gone on treks with my laptop because i know stuff will come up i'm injured my back in in the process but it's just that sort of commitment required and then every moment of peace that you get you're right you end up i honestly ended up catching up on sleep or partying because or rewarding myself in that way than you know investing in myself whenever i got tired off from work exactly exactly in fact you know so last year is when i applied uh, i started applying for my like visa and even to get all the documents for the visa or for the pr application um, i had to like go around the city of london you know collecting my police certificate and this and that and i honestly could not commit to a time because if you take a visa appointment then they have their own like you know we can only give you this time slot and that time slot so what i ended up doing was uh, i used to get like the earliest slot possible like if it opens at 9 o'clock i'll take the 9 o'clock slot if it opens at 8 o'clock i'll open the 8 o'clock slot and then i'd go there at like an hour before the like the time it opens so that i'm the literally the first person in so that i could get in by like 8 o'clock get done by 8:15 and i'd be at work by like 8:30 and that was because like you know i couldn't take an off i couldn't take an off to you know go do these things because it was demanding exactly <laughs> and it's almost like suffocating and uh, so like uh, i don't know if you attended bcg did this uh, info session yesterday and uh, in one of the things that they talked about was that they give you 2 months of unpaid leave and people were talking about how uh, you know if it's unpaid then how is it time for me and this and that but you know i can understand because again bcg is like extremely burnt out i have a lot of friends who got burnt out and they get paid handsomely but this i would take it honestly quit. two months of unpaid leave but <laughs> i exactly that's my point that pay is secondary man just to have that peace of two months of not <laughs> having to check your email yeah. you know young wow, the day i quit my banking and consulting so <laughs> scary you know the the satisfaction i had of delete, deleting the citrix secure mail application on my phone after i quit my job is one of the best feelings up there with i don't know the first time i had pizza or <laughs> i can i can i can totally imagine the you know the day i sent in my resignation after that day 
it's just like you know somebody's called me oh yamini you know this pitch is there on monday can you help us and all you know the feeling of saying like oh i can help you but not over the weekend the fact that i'm getting my weekend back was just like oh my god i cannot bear this happiness it's too much like you know i don't have to keep refreshing my email over the weekend and things like that because you know even even when i was working in national banking if i had no work i would they would let me go off for how much of a longer i want i wanted like in december i should generally take two weeks off because the workload is less nobody cares about it and you do get a proper break but throughout the year it's just so many things are happening like na na it's just you know take how much of a leave you want but you don't have time to take that leave because you have multiple deals and stuff and all going on there are so many things you are responsible for it's like you know how organizations have oh we give four week leave we had mm. no official policy of you know you take these many leaves if your boss is okay go how many ever days you want mm. but the thing is your boss is not okay because you have so many things to do exactly my my i was exactly like that like uh, technically we had no limit on the number of ptos we could take but in effect it was even a fraction of what you know people with limited ptos were able to so that yeah that <laughs> that sucks <laughs> Uh, that was actually fact, one of the major reasons even i decided to move on because at one point i had i was burnt out like you know when uh, the, the for, uh, like one of the major major things again that pushed me on the other end of you know why i think i don't want to do this is like we had some management meeting going on for some cell site process uh, and i had i was coming back home it was like 3 in the night and we had management meetings at 9 am so i had to reach office by 8 to set up everything like and everything so in the cab i was putting a seven, i was putting my alarm so i put a 7 am alarm and that notification came alarm set for you know 3 hours and whatever minutes <laughs> i just <laughs> i got such a big panic attack then that i'm like what am i doing i and at that the, and that was the point you know where i'm like oh now i need to start studying because this is i think january or february of the year and generally you want to give your gmat by april may right so then i'm like oh no i had taken my date i need to study i'm like how i got such a panic i came home and i started crying telling my parents i can't do this how am i supposed to live this life like when do i study when do forget study when do i sleep my you know i miss this person's birthday party i miss this miss that and just you know then say okay like you know relax relax you and when i went and i then i am an anchor kind of person who can't keep things inside i need to talk them out so i went after a couple of days spoke to my boss as well that you know it's it's getting to me because i'm just unable to focus on other things he his solution was take the day off because he's like clearly you're understaffed i know you know we have just had a few harrowing months take the day off but you know this like you know more, the things that they give you the faff oh you need to work more efficiently yeah, yeah, nobody yeah. has asked you to stay in office beyond 8 yeah, pm yeah, you know, things yeah, yeah. like that and then temporarily i did get uh shanter did get specified because yeah. uh like you know then for some time the workload did reduce because they realized i had raised something but it's just the kind of job that it is that it takes on you and that at that point one of the reasons when my boss he was telling me why don't you move to some uh, other uh function within the bank is like i feel like i'm not doing justice to this job like every yeah. time you want me but i am not giving in my 100% because in, in my mind i want to do something else it's unfair to you and it's unfair to me so this is also like one of the major pushing factors yeah i i know uh, yamini what you're saying and then sometimes what happens is that um, if you're reporting to multiple people maybe you know you're working on an active deal and then you're working on some other proposals 
for every sort of boss he only looks at the amount of work he's giving you but then if there are four people giving you there's nobody keeping track of the total workload you have been there and uh, i was the i was the only associate with like a vp a director and an executive director and i had other internal responsibilities and everything but my team was amazing like the work was amazing it was so much fun i learned so much i thoroughly enjoyed my time there i have grown as a person so much but it was just all consuming and what one more thing what i want to say is you know it's not that only people who are in demanding jobs that can deserve to take breaks or deserve to take these gaps here like i have i have had friends who are just again you know in jobs they after working there for 6 8 months giving it a fair shot realize this is not what they want to do and instead of putting your time and energy in something you know you don't want to continue you'd rather move on from there spend some time introspect find out what you want to do and move towards that like one of my friends actually did that she was work after engineering she worked at this firm for almost a year just maybe shy of a year she knew this is not what she wanted to do for she took up she took a break and again you know while just uh, figured out what she wanted to do afterwards while doing that introspection she worked with a couple of ngos she you know she's a athlete so she worked on her training and everything and she realized that oh you know this like i want to do engineering related stuff but in the sustainable technology sense so she has worked with an ngo which worked in that space and then then post which she applied for masters in that field and then got her masters and now you know things are that like it's not people only demanding jobs who Uh, whose breaks are justified people who are just not in the field that they want to be or any other reason like you know personally like i mentioned i'm of the opinion rather than staying in a place where you know this is not towards my long term goals this is not where i want to be i'd rather move on spend energy on introspecting and figuring out where i want to be no very very true my argument about like that burnt out job is for a lot of things that i personally wanted to do after kind of quitting my job if i tell that to a third person they'll be like why can't you just do it with your job uh, every time like for example uh, i've been i've been working on like a start building a tech startup on the side and uh, every time i tell people this the conventional wisdom is that you don't quit your 9 to 5 to work on a startup work on it side by side and then but the problem is i did not have a 9 to 5 right i had a 8 to 8 to 12 or in fact some days it was like a 8 to 5 am the next day so with that there is absolutely no margin uh, for you know doing all of these other things which you can theoretically do with a slightly lighter and a job but yes there are other things other reasons as well that you mentioned and and for things like for example if you just want to backpack across europe for like 3 months now that's not something you can generally do with uh, holding a steady job at least in india where you know thinking of a 3 months sabbatical is completely heard of unheard of in some other geographies maybe yes and uh, on that note i i would recommend reading this book called margin it's called margin restoring emotional physical financial and time reserves to overloaded lives by richard a swenson it's a it's a book that talks about basically this that in today's day and age we are so chocked to the brim with like work social response like our social obligations of you know meeting people partying and all that that we don't have that margin in our life to kind of take a step back look at where it's going you know things like reading non fiction and all of that uh so yeah uh, completely in agreement with Hon- honestly even you know i actually did one of my plans was sabbatical as well i did pitch it to my 
management there was i knew there was no chance it was going to work but you know just to i just want like i meant like i told you like this gap was just i had planned it so much in my head this was one of the scenarios and i'm like okay they don't let me uh like you know if everybody think in the world thinks this is a mistake but this is something that i want to do maybe like you know a sabbatical might be a solution that works for both of us like where i just go off for 3 4 months like do the things that i want to at least move towards my long term goals and then maybe come back and i knew there was no chance it was going to work but still you know like i did not wanted to be like i did not try to do that that was one of the options that i suggested obviously did not fly akita <laughs> Uh, yeah no i mean i think you guys have covered almost all of it about why you want to take a gap year and everything for me uh, the concept of gap year is mostly heard of in college because i haven't really spent that that long in like the workforce so for us like for me when i think of a gap year it's somewhere where people take a gap by studying which is quite synonymous to how uh, you take a gap year during work you know either you're academically burnt out or you are not sure of what you're doing and you don't know if this course or like this degree is the right one for you or there's some other passion or some other interest that you want to pursue while like while also trying to pursue your degree so a lot of people like one of my friends uh, i remember she took a gap year and then she went to hyderabad to get her film uh, making degree done so she got like a 10 month degree and if she really was interested in it so in a way that helped her kind of work on her personal passion as well and then come back and complete her actual engineering degree as well so in that sense it's very synonymous to what uh, both of you all have collectively um kind of uh, mentioned of why it's a great or a great or like why it's important to take a gap year when you feel the need to do it uh, but then the actual topic of today's discussion is fine you people should take gap years and that's great but then why is it that it's kind of you know frowned upon or why is it that sometimes taken negatively as you said uh, yamini in during admissions for business schools or during recruit recruitment why is it that that one or two years that are not accountable during in your resume or in your application that kind of creates an issue so uh, do you all have any inputs i mean for me i think it's just the fact that there are a few places which yami i think you she really beautifully mentioned that there are a few places that do not um give as much importance to personal development than they do to like an actual work or like an employer employability but um i also think that this entire work your uh, so this gap your concept is frowned upon because it kind of makes people feel that okay fine you took that time off and you had no stability during that time and um you were out of the workforce for that time you were out of how things are in the business world or in your organization etc etc and you haven't you have kind of missed that one year of exposure that you could have had and learned more so i don't really i mean do you all have any inputs on why that is frowned upon like ex- apart from these two three things honestly you know when we started discussing uh, about this topic is when i actually started thinking about like you know why is everybody so against it like you know when i decided that i want to do this it was not like my parents were thrilled like my my father was not very happy he, he was just like you know i know it's tough but you know power through like you can do it you have you can do it but in the end he just realized how much it is affecting me and he decided to support me he does not support the decision but he supports me so like it's a different thing i think it is coming from some sense of a privilege type of a sense like 
maybe you and i we can afford to take a gap year not everybody can so you know it puts people in different footings like there was i could afford to take a gap year where i could focus on myself focus on things that i want but there was somebody who could not and in that like it's a thing of comparability somebody they spent that one year i don't know like giving some exam or whatever and i spent that one year doing personal development it's just like what is it that the company values right like it should in my eyes should be same like personal development is development in some in the broad sense of the word but if this person maybe uh, got an academic development or you know it's more quantifiable like they can show they they can show it like oh you know i learned this concept i worked on this deal is why i have more experience than her but i can say no i worked on this part of my personality and this part of my personality has grown but there are no measures or tests i think that anybody takes to quantify what you have done in this year maybe probably that's why and that's why and then this sort of privilege thing also i think comes in brief because not everybody can afford to take a gap year yeah i think the privilege is all about like the stability and stability in terms of financial stability as well versus like along with where you are in life so as you said most of us can afford to take a gap year because we are privileged enough to be able to survive and keep going and following our personal development plans or our travel plans or whatever we want to do with that kind of uh, backing emotional backing support and also a financial aspect of it uh, why this gap year sometimes is also frowned upon is because there's no steady stream of income at, and then you are literally by yourselves you are all by yourselves you do not have a stream of income coming in and then it gets difficult right like uh, if Tell there is we someone... are all educated in finance we have passive streams of income we get interest from the you know like whatever bonds and all that we have purchased like you know we are financially educated <laughs> yeah that's true but a lot of people still uh, do not get that concept and I'm they still kidding, think I'm that kidding. having a having a job is the yeah. the way of getting an income so yeah yeah you know when i decided to do this so my super senior management was very uh, not, not anti it but they found it weird that i want to do it but, but my executive director he was just like i mean do you think in 20 years 20 years later anybody is going to care that you took one year off in the fifth year of your career in the long he's like he you know and i was because the, i shared my worries with him you know like what if this back because when i started thinking about it i told him three months i'm going to study for my exam and everything and then maybe start doing some internship he's like you know then what's the point if you're taking a break utilize this fully like you know try to develop your personality outside of work and things like that because he's like it 20 years later it does not matter and i was just like i was like pa- i was panicking i'm like no no i'll uh, take up some part time job or something like that he's like yeah, i mean he made me put a reminder on my phone for 20 years later that 20 years later i'm sure we'll be in touch professionally why don't you text me then and tell me if this one year break did it matter or no in your job things in areas like we have multiple these things of you know will, will this matter 20 or later sort of things like you know he was the one he gave me such a nice talk about he's like if you know you make pitches every day for companies trying to sell them if you had to make a sell side pitch for yourself other than writing you are an investment banker what would you write like you know why don't you spend this year trying to fill that gap for you type yeah i agree uh, but okay so Now that you have spoken about why and like why, uh, Anak, do you have any 
inputs on why it's frowned upon i don't i don't yeah, mm-hmm. i have i have three points that i've been thinking about uh that i think possibly the reason why it's frowned upon so the first point is that of course this is this varies from society and geography or geography so like for example taking a gap year is a little more common in in uh, europe for example slightly less so in the us and in india it's kind of unheard of even even after like your education uh, before you start undergrad if you take a gap year uh, that's frowned upon in india. um and that also comes from the fact that in india years of work experience are extremely extremely valued like you look at any job posting in india at the end of the job title itself there's going to be a bracket of a range of years of work experience that they're looking for which is again uh, a symptom of a much greater problem where it you know the the respect and everything the value that you get in is directly proportional to your wor- years of work ex in the indian work king atmosphere and that is why you know having gaps in your work experience it's just kind of breaks that sort of narrative that they have going um the second thing is when you take a gap year you generally go do things like yamini mentioned you travel you volunteer you uh, dabble in some other industry and you become a slightly more diverse uh, candidate then compared to someone who's doing the same exact thing for like you know the last few years recurring uh so that kind of diversity is not valued in the kind of people who don't value a gap year some people do uh, some people don't like for example in management consulting firms they value diversity so for example if you know you like for example we have a, a classmate joining us who's a scientist com- completing research in uh, antarctica now that's something that will be valued by consulting firms but that won't be valued by an investment bank an investment bank will be like we don't care if you were on the Mar- you were on mars uh, as long as you, know, you, you don't have relevant experience so that sort of a thing is, is there based on what industry you're working in and finally the most important reason why i think digging deeper is that they're scared um, they're scared because you are this person who's kind of breaking the traditional formulaic way of living life where you know you work a job and then you switch jobs and uh, so if you're willing to take a gap year then maybe you'll start asking for a four day work week or you'll ask for a sabbatical or you'll work part time and uh, you might so they they start feeling that you they'll not be able to fit you in the mold that they've tried to make for everyone to kind of fit in and that makes them a little antsy and that is why they don't want to take in something like that last point is honestly never thought from thought about it from that perspective and other is saying it it kind of it makes sense like it makes sense like they want sets like you know protocols of how everything works and they probably don't want to you know set precedents of uh, like somebody taking do, taking some time off for themselves and not spending time working for us actually worked out type sort of a situation that's that's a that's a very interesting thought honestly never thought about it yeah i mean every time anyone breaks like the social norms or like the barriers that have been set in the society it is the general group of people or public <laughs> that sounds damn weird but like the general people they will obviously get scared that okay fine this person might now start asking for more which is kind of what anand uh, uh mentioned which is also but, something very but now that shockingly that you know it has worked out for me this year so many of my friends who are in private equity and you know and banking and all are just messaging me like you know we feel like pulling a u and just quitting without any backup and 
you know just figuring out and applying to schools and i'm like listen it worked out for me for multiple different reasons like you know think it think it through like it's your personal decision it is something that i wanted to do it may not necessarily work in all scenarios that way because yeah definitely i mean uh, we have we have spoken about why it's a great reason and why we should do it but it's also something that's a big life change and it is an important step i mean it's not something you should do out of a whim or just because like one day you're frustrated and you're just like yeah. okay do listen i'm winding it it's not like that i mean even though it has its pros it also kind of you know becomes difficult if you're not sure about what you want to do so it's good to have a plan if you're even if you don't have a plan at least you should know what you're going to do in the gap year or why you're wanting to take the gap year your intention of why you're doing it should probably be clear it should just not be yeah okay i'm doing it for the sake um okay so we know the pros and cons you know why it's frowned upon especially in india it's something that's taken negatively more than just looked away but uh, when we are applying to like business schools or you know when you are recruiting there's always this question that okay what explain your gap year or if if you have an employment gap like please explain the reason so how do you think that we can kind of handle that gap year um uh, that entire conversation to have like what are the best ways to actually so i would so for me the most important thing is try to show what you have done in that gap year try to show how that has made you a richer person like what are the life experiences or skills or personal development that you have done and kind of not quantify that but show them how that has made you a richer person and how that will bring how that you will bring that part of you into the new job or like into the mba uh, what are your thoughts about it so i just address like i actually went through this right now wherein i had to explain this you know like have a gap in your employment how do you justify it i honestly it was uh, like so i went through a consultant my consultant's advice was to more to focus on the volunteering bit that i did because i don't know why everybody in the world is obsessed with you being associated with an institution or an organization so i like my those explanation essays maybe 50 to 60% of it was actually okay it was real it was actually the reason why i got into you know social like the social impact space but 50 to 60% of my that essay was explaining why i wanted to go into social impact space uh, is why i've decided to take this employment gap and maybe the rest 40% of it was why i was uh, the other things that i did but maybe you know but in reality it was maybe 20% of the social impact things and 80% of the other things that i learned but in terms of explaining it formally i still had to focus on the institution bit more it was my consultant's advice i don't know if you know if i had been completely completely honest that way i'm not sure how it would have worked but that is how i handled it while in the, in this application cycle yeah i so i think before i start answering about how to handle this i like a point that namini briefly mentioned which was that if you're applying for a job or if you're employing to an applying to an institution that does not value the fact that you took a gap year to you know get this sort of diverse range of experience honestly i don't i know, like I, i i guess i come from a position of privilege to say this but i no longer want to apply to that kind of institution because then again that is a symptom of greater problems in the philosophy and mindset of that workplace and that is going to lead Agreed. to more and more problems later on uh, so 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 that is one then if you have like a, a list like someone who is at least open to listening to reasons for why this is then i feel that a 
before like akshita mentioned before you quit you should have a reason like a solid well thought out specific reason why you want to do this maybe because you want to try uh, some, like for example in my case i wanted to try my hand at running my own business as opposed to working for someone or in your case you wanted to uh, volunteer or you know work in the social impact space uh, so then i guess if you can kind of build a story that explains kind of where you were coming from what your thinking was and then what was the action you took uh, i think that is that is good enough because uh, everyone realizes that we are all humans and we are behaving rationally if we are being i mean if if just someone says that you know i just quit my job and then for one year i was probably just you know partying in in europe uh, i mean i i guess that's a, that's a good enough reason but depending on who's who's interviewing you that may may not uh, fall again that kind of goes back into the being scared and is sort of like you know you might come off as irresponsible and not reliable so that sort of a thing but as long as you have a good reason and on some levels it it might even be uh, so i i truly believe that uh you know when it comes to experience there is a diminishing curve of returns like for example if you start working in a new industry the first year you're going to learn so much the second year you're probably not going to learn as much and then as as the years go by the incremental learning that happen is going to reduce significantly like i've been grateful to be working in investment banking first and consulting second where you know you're not working on a longish project you work on deals or projects and there's a steep learning curve but then a you work longer hours and you work on multiple things so the amount you learn in like 2 3 years is what probably someone working in like a slightly more relaxed same kind of project same kind of role would take 5 6 years to learn uh, so that logic extends to this also for example if i stuck around in that same job for 5 years versus having worked there for 4 years and then doing something else for 1 year i feel like the total experience i would have would be far greater than you know the guy who stuck around for the 5th year because that 5th year incrementally in my opinion does not uh, get in a lot yeah i completely 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 agree with you like about this learning curve bit particularly it's you know like you like you mentioned it's a different you're working on similar kind of the function is same just the domain changes and things like that so i completely agree with uh, you on that so. uh yeah i also think that i mean like how ana say you wanted to take the time out to kind of do your own tech startup bios and a lot of people also do that right they take up that gap or they travel but like while they're doing that they're freelance work like they do the projects which might or might not be related to what they were doing before um for example i met someone who's who was working in an, in an investment banking um sector as well but like now he was doing uh graphic designing for like the places that he's uh visiting like suppose he's visiting like a new hostel that he's staying and he's like handling social media and doing that so that is also a kind of skill, skill that you are learning that is also something that someone else might be employed for and that would be considered employment but because this person is doing it as a side project it sometimes is overlooked so this is something that i think needs to be changed and also this needs to be highlighted like if i am someone who's doing that i need to highlight on what are what are the things i learned during this and how this is actually going to help me going forward whether it is a proper contractual employment or whether it is a side thing that i'm working i don't know if you all agree because a lot of people have like differing thoughts regarding like side projects or like freelance work side hustles are equally important yeah i feel i completely agree with you and people tend like you mentioned people tend to 
not give them a lot of uh, importance uh, as well wherein they like 100% 100% should be like one of my friends he did engineering with me he worked like a corporate job for a year realized it's not for him and he, he knew he wanted to get into like ad space or writing or something like that but he wanted to figure it out before jumping into somewhere some place else so he went to uh, this uh, he went to Sri Lanka he was six eight months he was working at a surf school wherein he was manning their boots and everything and learning surfing for free rather that and parallelly doing content writing and ad gigs and stuff like that and that is when he realized okay this is what i want to do started working that got into the best institute for writing and just graduated this year from it so like his whatever his side thing was just to keep him afloat during what he, uh, afloat during when he figures out what he wants to do is what he is actually made a career out of now yeah agree and like you know one more thing is i feel these gaps are easier explained in a spoken sense wherein i can where you know like a resume is like a one page document i don't think i can explain what i did in True. that one year in my resume format because my resume was so formal it, it literally states the organizations that i was part of and these projects that i did and what i did in those times like it has it would completely change the flow of it but if you give me a, like a cover letter would be like or or some other space wherein you give me a specific space for me to justify what i did to did in that year i get it that you're questioning but at least you're giving me a chance to explain myself like most like how most schools do it like if you have a gap in your employment please like you know tell us what you did we are keen to know that gives me a sense of thing like okay you know the school is free enough for for them to receive unconventional profiles and they are actually interested in knowing what i what i did and if not explicitly many schools have these additional essays where they let you explain like if there is anything in addition that you would like us to know please explain uh, one or two schools that are applied to i did use that space again to explain my this decision and even during interviews obviously this comes up it's it's so much easier for me to explain while speaking when i'm when I'm, it's a targeted question rather than maybe on my on a resume document on my resume it will probably look you know sketchy that oh why is there you know nothing after may 2020 but if you give me a proper chance to explain i'm sure anybody and everybody who has taken a gap year will be able to list out hundreds of things that they were able to achieve in that space it may just not fit your conventional format of a document but it's 100% justifiable true okay so let's let's uh, begin to wrap up this discussion my final thoughts on this is that uh, like you said yamini uh, about the difference between being able to explain it on a resume versus cover letter slash interview i think that also goes to like so the people who worry about all of this are more people who are lower in like the decision making process and they're sort of more process driven than than results driven so like your admissions consultants in uh, for b school admissions or your recruiters who are like from the hr team in companies they are very process driven so they are used to kind of just seeing you know they just want this sort of a pattern and in candidates whereas actually if you go slightly higher up like you mentioned your super manager or, or vp or someone like people who have sort of like a birds eye view actually don't care and they actually value it so like even when i was planning to quit my job and i was kind of worried whether you know i should continue working until like the last day before b school starts or i should quit now and you know um Uh, so give give like you know working on this business a chance and 
all the senior people in my own firm also said that no you should definitely go for it because even if it does not work out someone who's you know taken the risk and gone ahead and you know looked at all aspects of running a business would be extremely valued in in consulting even later on so people who have that sort of birds eye view perspective were a little more senior actually do value it it's it's people who are you know who have blinders on and who are just looking at oh we get this kind of candidates and this is what we want they don't have the foresight to kind of see how this will play out and so that's kind of like my final words what do you guys i i completely completely agree with you if like you know if if somebody asked me to make a list of things that i focused on in the last four years and asked me to make a list of the things i did or accomplished in the last one year your you know maybe it will be like a similar sort of things your it will be the like you mentioned diverse sort of things so like uh, in the in the end i definitely definitely think in the long term it it barely matters it's it's one year of your long long career uh, is, and it's not like you have not done anything if nothing you achieved mental peace which is also very important so uh, it's as long as like akshada mentioned as long as your why for it is strong enough and driving you it it shouldn't matter it should be a personal decision which should be like which will i'm hoping wherever you want to be in is respected um yeah i think my final word would be this very same to what i've already mentioned that first of all you need to have like the correct reason for you to do a gap year or to take a gap year from either your academics or from your work because this is something that is a big part or a big change in your life whether it is to build your own skills or your interpersonal skills or you want to build some academic or you want to venture out into a new industry and you're not sure or you want to do some volunteering work travel you want to find your passion etc etc all of those different things but you need to have like a reason also um, you need to kind of make sure that you will be able to survive the next one year without that kind of uh, income stream coming into you you need to have that stability in life because if you don't have that then this entire concept of a gap year to kind of uh, reduce the burnout and remove the stress will count be counterproductive because then you'll be more stressful stressed about like how do i survive until i find a new job and yeah i think eventually if you need to explain this to somebody the best way as yamini mentioned is to tell the story of why you did it what you learned during it and how you're going to bring your experiences and make your experience in the job or in the business school better so yeah that's kind of my summary sure uh i guess that that wraps up this discussion uh let's move on to the final segment of the podcast which is a funny or insightful incident or incident that happened to you or something insightful that you read or heard in the past few weeks akshata or yamini do you guys so, have any so i was just thinking about it when you guys gave me this thing and honestly what i was dread- dreading about this podcast was hearing my own voice i hate the sound of my voice and then i went into this spiral of you know like why do people hate the, the sound of their voice like why we so self critical and you know things like that so i kind of have like a new topic suggestion for you like you know why do people hate the sound of their own voice uh, and we I talk about it while listening to our voices <laughs> i completely agree with you amini i do this is a fun fact about me i have never heard a single episode of the why coordinate <laughs> <laughs> so i hate listening to my voice and as i've mentioned many times whenever like there's someone in my family or like my mom generally um, you know tries to praise this on their alexa 
and I literally hate it. And I will see, like, I'm sitting in my room upstairs, and I will hear my voice playing downstairs, and I will run down and tell my mom to stop it. No, I do not want to hear this. This is extremely. It's exactly. I don't know what the reason is. Just either you're embarrassed, or you're self-critical, or you're just cringed out of it. But there is some kind of reasoning towards why. But yeah, just fun fact that I have it. Sorry, Anand, I'm not boosting your risk. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in compensation, uh, your mom and your grandparents listen to it. So I guess uh, net net we are still yeah. in the No, but it's true, and you know, it's almost like the same kind of cringe feeling when you know Facebook has this feature where something you posted six eight years ago it will come up as a memory. You'll cringe yeah. looking at how you talk or how you would how you used to write. It's the same how emotion. How you type? Yeah. Yeah. Like how we used to type. That was also so easy. Cringe. Yeah, cringe, right? Exactly. So it's the same emotion, but that I'm able to understand because your perception of how you, you know, what you thought was cool has changed. But this mm. I also don't understand because, like, right now I'm speaking. Five minutes later, if I'm going to listen to the same thing, the way I'm going to speak does not change. But I still find it extremely cringe. True, true, true. This is that is not that's <laughs> like yeah, exactly. It doesn't really justify why it feels like this. I think it's just like the weird. Of hearing your own it's a topic voice. This is the one voice. I think you guys should. Yeah. I think you guys should discuss. So the problem is we don't In have answers for podcast. this. <laughs> uh, let's let's do that. I have, I have noted it down uh, and added mm. to. I'll add it to the list of potential topics. Uh, maybe we can have you again, Yamini, to talk about this, and then you can listen to your own. Voice. Once you listen to your own voice in this episode, then we'll talk about it in the next episode. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Final question. Uh, who would you like to see next uh, featured on this podcast? Uh, you know, honestly, I, I wanted uh, if you could have Marina on it. You know, like she's so active on the group. I think uh, like it would be fun to hear her speak on uh, like some this like the kind of topics that you guys have. Cool, cool. Okay. I'm sure Nana has more time. I have noted that down. Actually, I reached out to Marina and she never responded to me. So, if Marina, you're <laughs> listening, please, please respond. Please, you left me on red. Like a please public scene zone. <laughs> but I, I think she's sick right now. I think she's sick right now. Maybe that's yeah. why she's not replying. <laughs> Possibly. So, yeah, we'll we'll get back to Marina. Okay, I think that wraps up the episode for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Yami, today. Uh, I think this this discussion was really nice, and I guess I needed this. and some level because i was having some sort of uh second thoughts about like my dis- decision to kind of quit my job and you know work on what i'm working on so it helped me quite a bit so thank you for that uh yeah yes. uh, thanks a lot yami yeah. i mean so i haven't as both of you have personally kind of uh, been through this and you had a lot of you know self a lot of stories about about how you were feeling it kind of made it showed me both the sides of it because i've never really been in it but yes it was amazing listening to your your side and what you thought in your perspective on this so thank you so much for joining us today and being a part of this podcast thanks a lot guys for having me cuz uh, like giving me a platform to rant is like my dream come true <laughs> <laughs> i love that i thoroughly enjoyed it all right i'm going to stop recording okay. now